0: Health, so um, I don't know if you guys saw the viral BuzzFeed article of parents that have regrets from having their child like mm-hmm. they literally regret having their children that's a big one um, it definitely is uh, I did not read any of because it's also viral on Facebook so I did not read any of the Facebook comments I mean any of the BuzzFeed comments but off oh, real. The top comment was it seems like a lot of these women are depressed. So they're depressed because they had kids? Well, or no, it, just like, in general. It? Yeah, like that's why they have these feelings towards their children cuz they're depressed. Okay. Yeah. Can we um, read um, yeah, a yeah. So All right, go for it. Um like some of the top comments. Well, even just uh, a what's this part right here? Oh, it's, that's a comment. Yeah, it was just oh, saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just saying, people who have regretted having their children have anonymously shared their stories in a viral thread on Reddit. Okay. And this was a BuzzFeed article, though. So, the original article article took place on Reddit. I got one to read, too,
1: so go ahead.
0: Okay, you I got one. You found one? <laughs> okay. Oh, no. So, the question, this is how it all started out. What is it like to have children you don't want? Mm-hmm. That was the question, and that's what prompted all of these regrets being anonymously posted. Okay. Okay, so one of them, like the number one, the top voted response is I love my kids, and I'm told I'm a pretty good dad, and sometimes I enjoy it, but most of the time it's just draining. I understand that there are people out there who enjoy spending time with kids. Just like there are people who enjoy talking to strangers, and suffice it to say, I'm just not one of them.
2: Mm, okay.
0: So it's like, how do you get to this point? Because having a child is a calculated decision. Mm-hmm. Is it calculated? Though? Yes. Because like Ooh. some people say, listen, somebody. Told not me. always. It's not always calculated. Sometimes. Well, mo- okay, with the exception of rape incest, right? If we take that out of the picture, mm-hmm. if you are in a consensual relationship and you're having sex and you're not using protection, you are planning to have a baby. Well, that's okay, where she Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let me raise my hand on that note. Okay. A lot of us were not educated in sex at all. Okay. So that's a big thing in our community okay. where we weren't educated properly mm-hmm. in sex. Mm-hmm. So the whole theory of, okay, just you have sex and. It's even though like all our lives we've seen, okay, have sex have a baby, it still wasn't okay, how do I prevent it? We weren't educated on a preventative factor. That's a good point. I can't sex. I can't in school we started sex ed in middle school. So I can't I can't come from We that started at elementary school and it still didn't register properly. And before then my mom started talking to me about sex when I was six. I'm so, Caribbean. We don't talk about sex ever. Yeah.
1: I've never had ever. sex talk.
0: We don't have sex talk. Never had
1: a, the first in sex our talk I had was with my child.
0: Mm. Like
1: growing up, I never had a sex
0: talk. Never I, had a sex talk with my parents. And I
1: can't even say I was exposed to it in school. So, this, so it's going to be interesting how this kind of like, how
0: this podcast goes today because all three of us are parents. Have me being the most mm-hmm. newest. Mm-hmm. I have a two and a half month old baby. My I, oldest. You, Your oldest is 13? Well, I don't know. I, know how, <laughs> I don't know how I old none of them kids is. 15?
1: She's 15. 15.
0: And? Mine will be 13 on the 22nd. So, you guys have been parents Logan and me. Like, can you relate on any... Well, being that our kids might see this one day, we have to be really careful. (laughs) (laughs) We have to be really careful about how we um, charter this territory, right? how we articulate ourselves. But my kids know I don't give a fuck, so this is what it's worth. Let me tell y'all how it really is. So... I will say Nunu was scheduled. Um, Nunu was actually scheduled, meaning planned. We planned Nunu. Okay. We planned Nunu. Um, was we? Me and her father. Her father okay. and I planned Nunu. So we were actually pregnant before Nunu, but I had a cyst that was bigger than the baby. fetus. So they gave me a like they gave me a choice like Do you want to continue? But there's gonna be like a high probability that this baby won't make it, or okay. do you want to terminate? So I chose to terminate. Right, so so no you're a rainbow baby. No, because I chose to terminate. Because I could have had possibly a eight baby. I just knew that I couldn't care for a baby that probably would have, you know, come specialist. right out of in special needs. That was not I was young. Um, I didn't feel like I could necessarily like. It's almost like um, I didn't feel like I could provide the care that that child would have needed for where I wanted to go. So with no now. And it wasn't what's crazy is it wasn't after I terminated that pregnancy that I found that I felt like, okay, no, I want a baby. You know what I mean? Like, Over. so it was like maybe a few months later we got pregnant with Nunu and it was a completely healthy fetus. We monitored it throughout the whole thing. But Nuna did come out with birth defects. Um, mm. so we had to continue to see a doctor for like a whole year. Or so, you know. But in any case, I said all that to say, um, with kids it's almost like you especially growing up black right we babysit a lot right Mm -hmm. so you always got a cousin or you know if you're the oldest you're basically raising your younger siblings right now i can agree with that. so you're either gonna do one or two things you're gonna Mm -hmm. really want kids of your own or you just gonna want everybody else kids because you can uh-huh. dispose of them later, right? right. <laughs> in a so I was the one that babysat everyone kids. So I figured, okay, you know what? My whole thing was when I when I had kids. Well, this would be a piece of cake because I've been raising kids all my life. I was mm-hmm. the oldest of you know five kids, the girl oldest, and it wasn't. Um, exactly. We didn't. We don't discuss postpartum you feel me, we don't discuss um, the type of support that you need after a child. Like I was telling, um, no, I wasn't telling. I think a long time ago, I had a conversation with you, not even, not too long ago. Nick, um, I hadn't heard from you and I saw this girl post on Instagram how she was having such a hard time being a mom. And I was like, oh no, we need to call Shay. I don't know if you remember, but that's when I started texting you. I was like, hey, girl, how you doing? You know, because she's a new mom. And I was like, and I remember me being a new mom and not really having support around me or friends to talk to, even even just a text. You know, to just, I didn't even know how to express my feelings. You know what I mean? But I feel like if we knew if we knew about postpartum, if we knew that, okay, you get into these relationships and maybe one day it won't work because back then every relationship seems like it was working. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole thing of this before generation social before social media, everything looked like it was working because everything was so private in everyone's home. Mm-hmm. Now, everything is out there. You get mad with your husband, social media know about it. You get mad with your wife, social, you blasting each other and then you loving each other, you know, a couple of days later. It's, it's a really toxic thing. Right. But girl, I mean, if I had to do it all over again, It probably, I, I I think I probably would have opted um, to not plan to to be out of mother motherhood. Here's the thing, as in actually Shay is actually was our family therapist for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought growing up, my mom didn't provide us; she she provided for us, but there was like that was like provide as in a roof over our head
1: not the mental food or the, emotional.
0: the mental the emotional the even how to be sociable mm-hmm. was not there right so I just thought that making sure that I'm able to provide for my kids asking them how they're doing and stuff like that was enough right. when I got a therapy I found out that I was my kids was like you could spend more time with us. You can do this with us. And the whole time, I'm trying to make X amount of dollars to make sure that we can take family trips so we can get on planes, so we can eat at restaurants, giving them experiences that I never had. Mm-hmm. And yet, here I am, they're telling me that, you know, they rather me be home. But I'm like, how am I afford all these great things if right. I'm home with you all day? You know, so it's kind of like one of those things where you feel like you're being a good mom and then you get hit with nah actually (laughs) so in that moment in that moment i was like these motherfucking kids like i mean i at the end now it's an experience that you know how mama's be like oh i wouldn't trade this for the world
1: um
0: at that moment you would have traded it. at that moment i would (laughs) have traded there's and see that's the thing not the entire experience is bad right but there are parts of it that you rather not like i remember being suicidal Mm -hmm. you know in my postpartum Mm -hmm. you know one one night I grabbed, you know Nunu I don't even think Nunu was five months old yet and I was riding down Sunrise and I was like you know what cuz I never wanted my kids be raised by nobody I was like we just gonna go out together like I was in the car no seatbelt no nothing I was like we just gonna go out together Mm -hmm. like that's how hard like postpartum hit me didn't know what it was at that point, I was, you know, going through a divorce from her father. Like, we broke up when she was two months old. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Y'all planned her, and then... Planned her. You broke up when she was two months old. And then two months, you guys going through a divorce. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so that's the part of parenthood. Not because... And see, y'all don't get this twisted when y'all watch this. It's not the child that makes you... You know, it's the it's all the events that pile up. After the kids, people don't know that kids change the dynamics to relationships yep, yep. so much. We don't talk about that part enough. Mm-hmm. How much relationship I told Shay, I was like, Girl, if y'all wanna go out, drop off Zaza. Cause I've been there. Like I've been there where we can't go out, we're stuck in the house. You know, he goes to work, he comes home, we're with I'm with baby all day. I'm not getting any sun, I'm not getting any fresh air, all the windows are closed, like mm-hmm. you don't and being having gone through that. I want to make sure that none of my friends go through that. No, yep. Nobody I'm associated with goes through that as well. So it's not the kids. It's not like we hate y'all or we right. don't. We don't want to parent y'all. There's parts of it that you had no idea, like right. our state of mind it's while being in we it. We
1: were not prepared.
0: We weren't prepared for it, and I don't right. think you can ever right. like be prepared for it until you're really in, in it, it. Right. and you have to make sure that you have the right support system mm-hmm. in it too, because mm-hmm. like. The fathers, some fathers are great fathers. Um, I saw someone mention, like, didn't y'all pick y'all baby daddies? Listen, when I tell you Darius' dad was a stand-up dude, like, through and through, mm-hmm. the moment that we broke up and got a divorce, it was, like, two different. See, those are the parts of parenthood. People don't see. It's, it's like, like two, a
1: different size
0: two different sides. And you're talking um, to a dude that wasn't raised with his father. And was just like always, I'm gonna be in my kid's life, I'm gonna be in my, and did it, ex- turned around and did exactly what his father did to him, he's now doing to my son, not being present, not picking him up when he said he's gonna pick him up, not providing, you feel what I'm saying, like how he's supposed to, so listen, th- those are parts of parenthood that you would trade, because here you are, you know, now feeling bad for your child. You know, because they're not getting the support from the other parent. And then you feel horrible because they appreciate the parent that's not present. Or you feel like they appreciate the parent that's not present more than the one that is here in the paint with them every day through and through. These are the things that they don't talk about, and I wish that they did. So this topic is like, girl, I can go on and on, girl. What's So another commenter said, I have custody of my brother's kids. I Mm -hmm. didn't want them.
1: I already Mm. had one of my
0: own. My brother kids are not as well behaved as my children. Mm. It's very frustrating. I love them. I will protect them and take care of them. I find myself very upset by the fact that I just can't seem to love them as much as my children. It's depressing. I hate myself because I feel this way. I try so hard to not let my nieces and nephews see that I struggle with this. But kids are smart and I know they pick up on it. And that's true. That's so true. So it's like not only is it I didn't want them, and it's like um he's also beating himself up because like we say having kids that is a a, a decision like like you yours was playing. mine was mm-hmm. playing, right mm-hmm. but and I get it because I definitely had to call Mike and be like listen when you coming home because I need a mental health break right mm-hmm. you know um but here it is that happens a lot too like it's kind of you know you never want to play favoritisms and in this and in his situation. It's like, these are my nieces and nephews. The love that I have for my nieces and nephews isn't the same love that I have for my kids. But I right. don't want them to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Because he does have custody of them. So essentially, those are his kids too. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's a big one. Yeah, that's. A, I wouldn't that's date, a date nobody with kids. With kids? I, the first guy I dated that had kids, I already knew that wasn't going to last. Because mm-hmm. I just got a thing of, you no. Know, I'm not dealing with no baby mamas. I'm not dealing with none of that shit, so I already knew that wasn't gonna work. And I know, I knew for me, at least I thought I couldn't love someone else's kids mm-hmm. how I love my kids. Mm-hmm. The second guy proved me right. I couldn't, <laughs> cause they he he just had a raggedy baby mama, just a raggedy. And that and and I feel like that's a that's a whole nother topic that we should discuss too, baby mama child. But sure. in any case. That's a big thing. Uh, and I feel like a lot of times just keep one kid. Because that's like trying to love different people the same way. You really can't. At least not me. I haven't mastered loving. Because I have a different love mm-hmm. for each child. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's a different thing. Not the whole, you know, um, mama's baby because it's a boy or you know daddy's baby because it's a girl yeah. type thing. You have different experiences and different exchanges with each child. Right. If I could do it over again, I would keep one. I'm not going to say which one. It don't matter. But it would just, it would definitely be only one kid. Because trying to spread yourself across the board. Like, I remember I had to do football practice, cheerleading practice, this practice, that practice. And one had to, I had to neglect one for the other. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole other thing, too, as a parent, you know. So, you know the whole other kid thing trying to love somebody else's kid that's a tough one like unless i couldn't if i couldn't produce then i'll probably appreciate loving somebody else's kid right but i'm a fertile like nigga, i could have a whole fucking <laughs> rat pack i come from a tribe so you know i but i i haven't i mean outside of you know i i have a bonus son and he's amazing. That's the first child. And I guess maybe because he's older, he's not soft. You know, he's not a soft kid. He's an amazing kid. Like, we click. Like, that's my little baby. But outside of that, uh-uh. I haven't, uh-uh. didn't master it. That's
1: what I was going to say. I was like, I mean kids like you like you acknowledged before you learn to love each one of like every you have a different love for each one of them mm-hmm. so it, i don't think it's a necessarily a fact that you loving one more than the other but it's just a different type of love it's a that different type of love you connect with and that you bond with like just different levels of
0: experience and see what he's saying too is his kids are not like his, his nieces and, and, nephews, and that's nephews that's important
1: because did he say that they were bad or yeah, you know, he said it's they're not as loyal. well behaved yeah. okay. as his kids. So, that's yeah. important. So I'm sure that's playing into that a little bit, too. That's mm-hmm. playing into that dynamic. And it's probably creating a barrier for connection. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they're not as behaved as his kids. So he can't really, you know, connect in that way because he's busy with this discipline issue. hmm So that's creating some barriers there.
0: Yeah. Or that barrier could also be um, comparison. True. Because a lot of times adults... Um, Parents compare their children. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's like why can't you be more like This person this person and they may a lot of people just flat-out say it to the kids, you know Which is detrimental to their Mm self-esteem, but he may just be saying it in his head Which you know, that's how you compare them and that's like the worst thing you can do Yeah, that's playing on his belief system of them. Right. Yeah. Mm Yeah, so I mean what what has your experience been cuz you're you've been a mom for 13 years (laughs) So how has, you know, can you in any form relate to any of, you know, the aspect
1: of mental health or regrets or? Almost definitely. Um, more so from a hindsight point of view. Um, okay. Because, you know, going through it in our community, mental health is not something that's really talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really something that's in the forefront. So, you know, as I've grown, um, you know, just in life and then as also growing in my career, like learning about mental health um just looking back on some of the experiences i had and i was like oh my gosh i probably should have saw somebody about that because you're realizing that the whole time i'm in a dark place trying to fight this by myself and i should have been talking to someone i should have been reaching out because what i experienced was normal Mm -hmm. and like when you're going through it you feel like you know what I'm probably the only one that feels this way because I've never heard anybody speak about this Mm -hmm. so I just feel like oh my gosh it's just me that's going through this so let me try and figure this out so nobody else finds out Um, so it was just that whole thing of just trying to navigate it because it is such a transition Um, I mean it wasn't planned but I just can't imagine even if it was planned it's something that's completely new Mm-hmm. So, I remember as soon as I had him, as soon as I pushed him out, the lady was like, oh, do you want to hold him? And I was like, no, you can claim him first. <laughs> because it was just kind of like, whoa, it's here. Like, that is literally in an instant. Like, everything has changed because it's a whole new being mm-hmm. in this room and it, that's present.
0: Did you feel a little automatically, like, disconnected a little bit?
1: Um, I don't, I can't say if I was disconnected or connected because I don't know what I was feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. It was just a moment of just complete unknown, mm-hmm. and I remember when she finally put me, put um, my son in my arms. First thing I said was "Wow," mm-hmm. and she was like, "Did you like just say Wow?" And I was like, "Yeah, Wow!" Like it's just because it's just so new, mm-hmm. and it's like in the matter of an instant, like everything has changed. Like it's no longer. Thinking about just you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you have you and someone else that you have to yeah, think about. That was bad. So no matter how much you try and plan for that, when that moment finally happens, like you don't know what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You, don't you don't know that. how your body's
0: gonna react. You don't how know your how mind you're gonna is gonna respond.
1: react. Like, so it was it was a lot.
0: Mm.
1: It was a lot, and like I say, I look back hindsight 2020. I was like, wow. Sometimes I would be like,
0: wow, you made it through that. Yeah. Listen. You
1: made it through that.
0: Now you see how like there was like no disconnect or connect on right. your part? Like it was kinda like the same thing for me where it was almost like a simulation of, okay, I've been doing this, I guess it's here. <laughs> and I guess I gotta I gotta be a mom. I gotta, <laughs> and I guess I gotta really like provide. I guess I gotta you know what I mean? Because it's it was and see that's the thing, like you see how like the movies make it seem like yay motherhood this is such a blessing like rainbows and butterflies butterflies. for me it was an automatic task it was automatic all right life is real like now you have a whole being. If you don't want to go to jail, you got to feed it. You got to, to chip at it, right? You got to water it. You got to change the diaper. You got to right. get pissed on. You got to share your bear, you know? Yeah. And especially if you're not in a good financial state, like, that'll just add even more exactly. stress. Yeah. And with my first two, we weren't, you know, mm-hmm. like, we were okay, but we weren't, like, you know, in a position where we were just, like, completely comfortable. Um, and those are the parts that they never saw. Like, there were times where I would come home after a long day, and, you know, and by the time, I want to say by the time Darius was, like, two, so that means Nuno was, like, five, I was finally able to afford private school and things like that. Um, We were in our own place and shit, but they didn't see the long days, so I would pick them up, drop them up, tell them to go inside, then it would be ready already, and I would sit in the car and cry. So that financial burden also can make you have those regrets. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. And the thing is, um, you know, I because I'm the more new, the newbie to mm-hmm. the parenthood. You know, I was a part of the what's not, what's to expect when you're expecting group. Mm-hmm. And there was one, there was a a long um thread of women who also, even while they were pregnant, Mm -hmm. didn't feel a connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it was some women who, you know, I wanted this or some people who it wasn't planned but it was like, I'm waiting for that moment. You know, a lot of people, a lot of women talk about how they have like this instant connection, this instant love and then there was a lot of women that was like, no, and I didn't, you know, and they they felt comfortable in this group, you know, Mm -hmm. to talk about it but that's also a taboo, you know, taboo, I mean, taboo, taboo. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to work out taboo <laughs> um but that's like you taboo to admit right. like here I am carrying this fetus right. and I still don't feel this right. connection. connection and I wish
1: it wasn't so taboo because you should be able to share your experiences yeah. Um, without being judged Judge. as to how fit you are mm-hmm. right? right? to be a mother because emotions range development ranges like everybody experiences different things at their own pace mm-hmm. so i just don't like that you know women are made to feel like there's this one cookie cutter shape of emotions mm-hmm. and feelings that you should be experiencing and, and if that's you're what makes you good or bad right mom. and if you're not you're not a good mother because it's hard it is definitely like it's It plays so much on your mental and your emotional being as let's not even get into the physical trauma that Mm -hmm. our bodies go through, but just the mental and the emotional trauma. As harshly that as they that may sound, like Mm -hmm. a lot of women go through traumatic experiences during pregnancy. Yes,
0: listen while we're trying to that
1: are not addressed.
0: That's true. That are not
1: addressed. And
0: while we're trying to charter these territories and make sure we don't say the wrong thing. If you go to these kids now and ask them if they want kids, they be like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no." <laughs> yeah. These kids, my kids, straight up told me, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, they're gonna be first. And then Nuna's like, "No, she she gonna get a dog." That was she me. Gonna,
1: yeah. That was like me. I didn't,
0: I'm the oldest, so I I help take care of mm-hmm. my two sisters. Um, because there's a big age gap between us, six and eight years. That is. Um, big. so when I was in high school, <laughs> they was in elementary school. So I was. Oh, that is six, eight years. Yeah, it's I was me and my sister that's you a surrogate mother you <laughs> yeah. know mm-hmm. right especially in black families yeah right. so and my, my sisters were terrible like they know mm-hmm. by that time my mom was like hey y'all, you can, do whatever, y'all yeah, can do whatever you have to do whatever y'all want right. to do so my sisters ran the neighborhood of muck baby like mm-hmm. don't clean up baby i didn't even play clean up i just was like Y'all do what y'all want to do mm-hmm. for my own mental. Right. I ain't nobody, mama. <laughs> I'm y'all sister, and so I, you know, even from that aspect of being like a surrogate mother, um, I definitely was like, why my mama had these kids? Why so uh-huh. did she have to stop at me? Right. You know, um. Well, so, see, this regret runs deeper than just the mom's regret. Yeah, this oldest siblings like. You, you know, think I'm you right. was the mama? I was the mama. Like, I remember mm-hmm. having to do my sister hell all the time. and that shit wasn't.
1: Girl, <laughs> but, I couldn't even manage that shit. But let's think about that. So let's think about that trauma. We can call mm-hmm. it the trauma that's been embedded. And think about, you know, expecting mothers that have gone through that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being pregnant, a child, that might trigger whatever mm-hmm. memory that is. Yeah. And so bring up whatever feelings those are. So that could itself provide a barrier with that connection to their, you know, their newly to come bundle.
0: Child, I don't know, but I feel like I've been parenting all my life. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, parenting in real life. <laughs> <laughs> you be parenting for the, parent for the rest of my life. Be parenting for the rest of my life. like it doesn't stop. It never. It doesn't. It and never I think that's ends. another thing too. That that's another component, another layer that. Maybe some of these people didn't really, you know, understand is that when you become a parent, that's a lifetime commitment. Right. You know, I know a lot of people, especially in the back community, you turn 18,
2: 18.
0: they feel like it do, though. Like they oh, push yeah. you out or they make you start paying bills. And yeah. as soon as you turn 18, and the reality is, one, you aren't really grown until you're 21. We could go even further than that. Mm-hmm. But 25. two, um... You don't stop parenting just because your child is of legal age. Right. Like Child, I'll paying rent at fifteen. Or oh, she was trying to even pay rent. That's why I <laughs> And then we think and then th- another commenter, like, he actually regret having his son because one, he didn't want the son. He had just got out of the relationship with the mother. And he says that I have a son who I didn't want. Yes. His mother treated me terrible yeah. mm. when we were together, and we only found out she was pregnant after we separated. Mm-hmm. Wow. Being able to finally escape an abusive relationship only to be pulled back in with pregnancy was devastating. Man. Wow. That being said, my son and I have an incredible bond, and whilst my relationship with the mom never recovered, I am glad she made the decision to keep him against my wishes. So he uh, didn't even, not only did he not want him, mm-hmm. he wanted a her to to abort abort mission you know and because
1: he just wanted her out of his life
0: right because it was an abusive relationship and that's another that's another component too because we think about people who are in domestic violence relationships Mm -hmm. and they're bringing children into the world you know and and that playing a factor because dv definitely is a is something that is mentally challenging Mm -hmm. you know um not only for the perpetrator but also but for mostly child. for the child, the child. for the, the 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 woman or man who's being abused mm-hmm. um it's just so many levels to right. that so it's like some people can feel about now like I maybe I can escape if I didn't have this child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like the babies that they have out of um out of spite just to have it just to be connected to the father or the guys that get the women well you know what that whole guy's getting women pregnant purposely i get it but i don't get it because at the end of the day y'all there's so many of them abortion clinics that you can go to and you only gotta pay for the five dollar girl call me if you need me i'll pay for you if that's the if that's the situation Mm -hmm. and if you're in a domestic violence situation that you can't get out of Mm -hmm. bringing kids into it child he gonna he gonna the abuse gonna go from you to that child Mm -hmm. it does not stop I've seen women get beat the fuck up with their child, their newborn baby, in their hand. They always think that, nah, he won't hit me with my ba- with the baby. Girl, he don't give a fuck about you or that baby. I done seen that before. And vice versa. She don't give a fuck about you or that baby. She still gonna wham your ass. So it's kind of like, you know... I, now, those situations, there's so many preventive measures. But then again, it goes back to that mental thing. Like, if they're so... Press down and you know and brainwashed. They don't feel like there's any outs for them But I'm like at some point like you got to think about bringing a child into this though like That's not um, I I feel like at that point both y'all need to get your ass well cause, But listen y'all full disclosure we love our kids <laughs> oh, cool. But we're just saying if 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 I had to for me if I had to do it all over again I know that um and I was telling my therapist you know I'm not one of I feel like sometimes I'm not one of those people that are equipped to love outside of you know outside of that whole no matter what right like um but I do my best I do my best because at the end of the day my kids didn't to be here right you feel me so it's my duty Like, no matter what the situation is, to parent throughout. And like I said, these are just, we have moments where we would trade it um, because, because it's tiring, because it's a task, because you don't have support, because, you know, because sometimes you wish that their father wasn't their father. You know, because now they're yearning for a relationship or their mom was vice versa too. Sometimes you have kids out here that are motherless, that the fathers are raising them or the aunt is raising them and they yearn for that other parent, no matter how bad that other parent is, just because it's a natural kid thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I just never understand. But I just, it's, it's, it's so many moments. Yeah. That I'm like, you know what? In my next lifetime, I'm going to just be <laughs> a rich auntie. I'm going to be the rich auntie. Be the rich auntie. <laughs> because I think I'm an amazing aunt. But you know why I'm an amazing aunt? Because my nieces and nephews don't talk back to me. Mm. You know, they don't talk back to me. I don't have to see them every day. We don't have to interact every day. You get a break. You get a break. You get a break. That's and I think the that's, biggest thing. And I think that's the biggest thing, too, when it comes to, like, all these people who comment it and post it in not only just the dynamics of the relationships and not wanting a a child with a particular parent but you know some people they're single Mm -hmm. and they're single with these kids Mm -hmm. they never get a break you know so it's like mentally where do they stand you know at that point in time they on the edge baby because I was on the edge all the time it's It's so hard and you just
1: Just when you think you get a balance sometimes, it's something that's coming your way that you got to throw into the rotation and juggle. Right. Because both of you guys are single
0: parents. Yeah. How do you guys balance that in mental health and working and having that bond? I mean, at first, for me, at first, um, well, my, my daughter's father, he's always been present and he's been present for both kids. I got two baby daddies, y'all. I did the hood rat right <laughs> shit. but um, well, You were
1: married like, both mom, times. I right?
0: mean, yeah, but we got married after the fact. And it wasn't even like, I didn't, I never even married for love. It was, they asked me and I said, yeah. It wasn't even no romantic, nothing. It was like, they just, they asked me and I was like, all right, I guess. Right. Yeah, I was like, all right, that sounds cool. Like, that sounds like a cool thing. To so think. you ain't take marriage seriously? I was, no, 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 no. Okay. I didn't know. And see, that's the thing too. Like, man, like. I feel like we all need to go to go through fucking evaluations before we even get into relationships. Because it's kind of like I didn't even really know what a relationship was like my my first real situation was just a dude doing like this to me at work. You know, grabbing my arm like this at work and being like, "Man, I think you're cute." And I was like, "Okay." okay. You know, okay. and a few and you know, maybe 30 days in, it was like, "You my girlfriend?" I was like, "Okay." You know, like, in mind you, by 18, I was already, I was I was interested in girls and boys. Mm-hmm. You know, I was already, you know, into that. I just never played on it or I never um, took action on it because I grew up Christian. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of like something that I've always suppressed. But I just, in general, just like people. You know what I mean? So, it was the, the first person that talked to me. I was like, okay, I guess. Like, that's what people do because it's what they do on, the, on tv mm-hmm. so okay this is how okay cool you know what i mean like i grew up watching saved by the bell oh wow you know um family yeah. matters that's you know true. shit like that so i thought you know okay it's normal okay, i'm in i'm in family matters right now so when you said even though you didn't take the marriage uh seriously when you said i do and then you have this baby mm-hmm. and then now you're getting a divorce well see that's because let me tell you i'm a i'm a I'm a mean ass bitch cuz listen I knew damn well I once I had no business getting married I had no business having these children as a byproduct of the marriage either but listen you grew up Christian the whole their whole thing was when 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 we're born be fruitful and multiply not only that but your girl you cook you clean you get married you have a husband you stay in the house and y'all die
1: in that order
0: Okay. That's that's it. You okay. weren't taught anything else about relationships, mental health in relationships, right. any type you are not you're not taught about sex. Not Girl. Even really love. Not you're not taught you're not even Okay, that's the thing. They taught marriage. They never taught love. No. They okay. taught marriage. They never they taught, taught love. Duties and roles. Duties and roles were yeah. the biggest thing in um in in our household. So it's kind of like, okay, well, that love part was completely removed. So how I move is a result of that, you know, like, I'm big on, like, my mom tore me down so much. That's what makes me so big on Mm self-love. So, like, people will come to me and be like, dang, you know, what, like, I posted, my brother posted some pictures on Thanksgiving. and all my pictures, I got a blank face. There's not, I don't know if there's any pictures, and my mom took so many pictures of me. She ain't like me, but she took a shitload of pictures of me, Right. I was just that, you know, that that doll child, and um, I wasn't smiling in any of them. Mm-hmm. So that tells you a lot right. about, you know, how I really felt. You know, like mm-hmm. even when she would say smile, it I would never. I don't have stone not face. a picture. I was stone faced in all my pictures. You feel what I'm saying? So I grew up in that whole, you know, concrete jungle, mm-hmm. you know, survival type thing. So trying to love. Or even like somebody was foreign to me I was really just going through the motions in these relationships and in these marriages I was never really in them cuz listen before I actually left I had an apartment set up with furniture and everything they didn't even know
2: oh
0: oh girl listen <laughs> I mean, when I tell you I was mean I didn't and, and I and I was an abuser at one point too like in full disclosure I used to I used to beat up niggas yeah you know and i didn't we don't condone domestic violence but i saw my dad beat up you know i said i once listen y'all i went to the bahamas i saw my dad beat up this lady and that automatically in my mind i was like i'll never give a man an opportunity to hit me or put his hands on me or nothing that that did something to me mentally Mm -hmm. where even like i went to i think i was going to the 10th grade after i left bahamas that year and i started fighting in school like, I want to fight everybody. Like, everybody could get a smoke. So, it's kind of like, you see what I'm saying? Like, the one dealing with my mom, that's, you know, abusive mentally and physically and shit. And then now I got my dad that's new in my life that I thought was a cool dude. And he beating up people. So, it's kind of like, okay, I got to fight everybody. You feel me? Like, I was just on the defense of a lot of shit. So, I, I apologize to all my ex-husbands <laughs> and all my ex-sisters. Because I wasn't, listen, I honestly don't feel like I had any business dating until after 30. Mm. No business, because. And that would have changed your perspective on kids. So. Absolutely. Oh, listen, I wouldn't have had kids. I wouldn't, knowing everything, that, No, that especially, listen, especially knowing everything that you know now it would have just made me like never because i would never want to deal especially in this social media era Ooh. i would not want to that's big too Listen, like this trying to parent through social media. social media social media you're fighting and just everybody society you're fighting everybody on yes. every side and it's yes. like you just don't want to deal and i told you like not to, a few months ago i took the kids phones away and their attitudes has been it's like night and day it's so different because now they're getting that break they're getting that rest their mind they're, they're not grouchy in the morning because they're going to sleep like this this one dude asked me how my kids was doing one time we were talking we must have been talking about a whole year never let him meet the kids and one time he asked me how my kids were doing i cussed his ass up. and i was i'm telling y'all i wasn't ready for a relationship still wasn't ready for a relationship now it's after my two divorces now just off the strength of, don't ask about my motherfucking kids. I'm like, stop asking. about I'm not gonna let you meet them. Like you're not coming around. But it's just this rage that you know, man. That goes. That all goes back to just not being, not even just not being ready to be a mom, not even knowing what it is to be a good girlfriend or a good mate. Yeah. You know, because you never had a good example.
1: That's a whole different
0: territory. A whole different. Yes. Yeah. Well, one commenter is, you know, it's strange that you say that because mm-hmm. she was saying, I love my kids. I would die for them. But after having them, I realized I don't want to have any kids. I can't seem to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I'm too serious with them. I think it's because I have to make sure they grow up to be good people. And we're talking about like the age of social media right, right now, right? right. Um, I'm responsible for them. I wish I could enjoy them, but I have a hard time getting out of my seriousness. And that's a valid point because... Society has evolved so much and it hasn't evolved in the best of ways. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like that can be a contributing factor to how you bond with your kids. Yep. Right? It definitely can be. You know, or and it can also be a contributing factor of how you feel about your kids because they are influenced by right. social media. Mm-hmm. So they see these other people doing these things that can impact their behaviors, that can affect how you discipline them. Right. Which can make you be like, I don't like my child. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or okay I want to make sure that because no matter what when you leave out when your child leaves out at home you don't have no say you don't right no. so it's like I get it like she's trying her best to make sure these people grow to be some good people but at the same time she doesn't have a balance mm-hmm. and I think that's what's missing in a lot of these all of these commenters. like they don't have that balance, balance. Yeah. but listen even in trying to implement sometimes like I've seen parents give their kids the world, and their kids won't even spit on them right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've seen parents. But not that's give, not balance. It's not balance, but it just comes to show you how no matter at the end of the day, not no matter what you do, because there's just some parents that just don't give a fuck. But no matter, you know, with all your efforts and trying to parent, there is no right way to parent. All right. There is no manual that comes with parenting or or life or in and to be honest to have kids that's like that's a relationship that you're tied into and depending on how you navigate it like you're one way or another you're gonna feel like you did a really good job or that you did a really shitty one and or it can be a combination of two where you just don't know and then you just end up with just like it's like kids are wild cards. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> Cuz they'll start off good yeah. and then you know you in the meth, you know, thing like, waiting it, on them outside the window to like, come out. You so for so rough patch, and You're like where the
1: hell What did, did I, I do wrong? What did like, I do?
0: What
1: what just happened? Like we were just so good and yeah. now was like like what the heck like man. so it's it's not a manual to this and no i don't care how many kids a person has had like they can't even tell you what's gonna happen with your kid no like so i mean it's just
0: and it don't matter where you raise them
1: doesn't
0: because as far as i'm concerned the more expensive places they just they have access to more expensive drugs <laughs> you know like man like and that's
1: the thing too it's like you You gotta pick your poison. You know. Yeah. You gotta pick what you.
0: Like you, you fighting social you media. Pick your struggle. You fighting the kids in school. Right. You fighting the boyfriends and the girlfriends too. Right. You know.
1: And what social, look, like, social, like, social media makes it so much harder these yeah. days. Because Man. back in the day, you know, you know, kind of our relationships ended at school. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because you didn't really have no way unless you were sneaking on the house phone. Or mm-hmm. unless you had your other little phone on the side, there was really no way you could communicate, mm-hmm. you know, with your. You had to wait outside. till you got to school. You had to wait till you got to school the next day and see what the note said when they pass it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, these kids have literally twenty four seven access to each other. Yeah, that's if their parents school. And they're to like, care. tell your mom,
0: fuck you. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna come beat you, Aunt ass. So
1: it's like, it's like <laughs> so it's like kids who are raised, you know, with different expectations than my own mm-hmm. are having an influence on, you know, your child's life because your kid sees, well, you know, such and such gets to do X, Y, Z, and it's like, I'm yeah. not such and such mom, man. that don't, that'd don't be care the
0: what they up. get to do. Wait till I come home and be like, well, Amy's mom <laughs> said that she can stay on the phone until 11 o'clock. All right,
1: when they're trying to convince you to do something or to go somewhere, such and such gets to go, I don't care. Yeah. I said no.
0: And they don't understand they that. Don't. You're automatically a bitch. They're automatically, You're being a bitch, mom. Oh, okay. Let me. Right. One, two. I'm going to bring out the, the, the boxing gloves. We don't condone violence, okay? We don't condone violence. <laughs> but, but we will touch a soul. You know, in a loving way. So, what's the next one? What she said? I want to see that one. What's she honest? being honest about? So this is—I've honestly thought about this question before. My son, fourteen months, was planned, and he is incredible, absolutely a light in our, our our lives. On the other hand, I was super ill the entire pregnancy, depressed and struggling up until a few months ago. Now this was made worse by two moves, military and COVID, oh, wow. of course. But I never, never ever, ever want to, to do this again. again. Yeah. I've seen it. I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with the series Black Love. Mm-hmm. Black Love is a doc- docu-series that they do on OWN. Okay. And there was a lady on there. Um, uh, they do a lot of, like, um, actresses, some actresses and actors, but she was sick her entire pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So she was depressed her entire pregnancy. And at one point, she was just like, I don't want this baby anymore. Mm-hmm. Because she was nauseous and sick her entire pregnancy. I was like that. And I feel like that can also, like... That clearly the bond that she had with that baby, baby well, had husband. to be reestablished right. mm-hmm. because at one point I'm happy, I'm pregnant, then my mm-hmm. husband we got this baby coming, mm-hmm. and then she just constantly sneak. her yeah. her right. nauseous stage never went away. Mm-hmm. So then those feelings change. Oh yeah, I totally see that. Like when I had Nunu, it was a breeze. So I thought Darius was gonna be a breeze too. No, Darius made me not wanna have kids anymore that's why I stopped there it's about to be what 14 <laughs> I ain't going back I want girl I don't care if there was a mistake I wasn't going back uh-huh. like I was determined because I was like I never want to feel like this again it was look, he was he sat like down low the entire pregnancy mm-hmm. threw up the entire pregnancy mm-hmm. like it was just horrible and this was when that big hurricane hit mm-hmm. so we were in between homes You know because the condo was getting fixed at the time we stayed with his own grandma so that was a whole nother situation baby girl listen I was poor poor I'm I was sleeping on the floor floor okay like that poor so now I'm pregnant sleeping on the floor no bed no mattress you know all the stuff got ruined in the hurricane so yeah I knew I didn't want I don't care if I wasn't poor I didn't want to go through that again Mm -hmm. like even after my poorness like, I wasn't going back to that. In that, again, not being financially stable, not being emotionally stable, yes. physically stable. That's you, a lot to deal with. Man, there there's so much to That's deal so cool. with. It's a funny one on here, and it's that it's like having some guests at your house that never ever get around to leaving for years. World, <laughs> but yes. you must take care of them, them no avoid getting into trouble and judged by, by others. others. <laughs> listen, judge me, cause I I know y'all don't know what I've been through. Like, and listen, but a lot of people do refer to their kids as their best friend. I I tell people <laughs> they're my roommates. You tell them they're roommates. They're my roommates. They're my roommates. But like, it, it's some points where like okay the other day um when we came on friday when we got i got home and um Daris was like mom you got gas and i was like yeah actually somebody just filled me up i was like well here's some money because i want you to get to in front of gym this week without having to worry about your gas girl he gave me 13 dollars and it just made me so so you know those moments make you feel so joyous yeah. and then you think about okay well okay Autumn them debits, too. <laughs> but you appreciate it because he didn't have to. You know? Right. Like, your, your kids can provide so much light. And that showed me. He was like, you know, you work hard. He was saying things like, I know you work hard, Ma. It's okay. You know? So, it makes you feel really good. Right. But, you know, again, those are moments in time that you appreciate. Because mm-hmm. you. there's a lot of moments where, you know, he was a few years ago. He told me he will burn down a house with me in it. Oh. So... The balance. The balance. (laughs) I guess that's the balance. (laughs) That's the trade off of it all. Gotcha. But is I feel like regret is a good word, but I feel more so it's parents who. It's more so the experiences Uh that you have. It's not so much like we regret y'all. We never wanted y'all. It's more so there's a lot of things that happen through that that happen and that will happen some more. That makes you think. We thought about it twice. If, yeah. And if
1: we, I would say, I wish I had more support. Yeah. I wish I reached out and like found more support mm-hmm. to help yeah. me through those times.
0: Yeah. I wish somebody would have told me about sex more. Mm-hmm. You know, because I honest I was having sex just to have sex. I wasn't having, and I was very um. I'm, I'm clean. <laughs> Still on one hand. But I was really just having sex just because my dad was like, my dad took me to this place in the Bahamas to see if I was a virgin, right, when I was 17. And even though I kept telling him I was, and I honestly felt like, who are you? You just walked into my life. Why, why do you want to know if I'm a virgin or not? But that was something between him and my mom because they, I was staying out late because there were things happening in the home that I couldn't speak to my mom about, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I just never wanted to be in the house, but mm-hmm. for her it was I was out being a hoe, mm-hmm. you know I was out having sex, mm-hmm. but I wasn't so um, Over here they wouldn't do it. So he took me to the when I got to the Bahamas took me to a doctor to see if I was a virgin Like how T.I. did his daughter. Yeah, took me to the Bahamas to see if I was a virgin The doctor was like, yeah, she's never No, been I touched. thought he just took his daughter to do God. a, a no, 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 was no. Just busy. No, yeah. to go see if the thing was... No, missing. he just did no, a I mean, visit yikes. and oh, then he just God. was saying like yeah, he was just inappropriate with that point. But she was just doing a... a, a oh, right, a real visit. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was still kind of almost the same thing. And yeah. he promised me that he'll buy me these expensive-ass shoes afterwards if I was still a virgin, as if that was some type of prize. And I made sure the following year I went and got fucked. And just because, <laughs> oh you know, God. just to spite him, you know. But it was, you know, it was my first... It was with my second ex-husband, y'all. But that's... And those are the things, like, to me, let me tell y'all, I had... The first time I had sex, I got up. We did it on the floor. I got up, and he was like, so you're my girlfriend now? And I was like, no. <laughs> oh. he, was like, he was like, so can you at least hold my hand? I said, no. I was completely detached from the situation. Wow. I was just doing it to do it. Mm. I wasn't even connected to it.
2: Hmm. You
0: feel me? So had there had been more conversations about it, and I didn't even... I can't even tell you I enjoyed it. Girl, I ain't even never seen a real penis in my whole life. Like, it was just the first time. Like, I was like, ew, that's what they look like. <laughs> so, <laughs> so disgusting. Wow. But it was just one of those things where had somebody told me, like, I would have known more about my sexuality. I would have known more about self you feel what I'm saying? Like, had they been a little bit more open to it versus hair in the hood shit, you know? Because I honestly thought that when pe- people didn't get sex from babies. Girl, I didn't even know that girls, you got two different holes that you pee from. I thought the same hole that we pee from is where our period came from, oh, is where we got our secretions from. I thought it was all one hole until yeah. somebody posted one day. Like, I'm t- when I tell y'all, man, I was I was lost in the solaceae. I didn't know, we don't the yeah. shit that I didn't know I'm about womanhood about that. that we've never discussed, yeah. like that's why I, I I got two kids now. Mm-hmm. Two Yeah. That's Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is. You're right.
1: It
0: is. I don't even remember being there during um. You always say that during yeah. consumption. Consumption or Con- conception. Conception. You know what the fuck I mean. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Consumption>. Man, listen. <laughs> so those are you know y'all gotta find the words we love y'all yes no this was a dope episode you know i we do want to say remember um we are completely uncensored so you know unfiltered unfiltered uncensored but i think that this was like an amazing topic it really shed light on not just parenting but also mental health um and i would even go as far as to say um breaking you know those Cycles, yeah, those you know, those generational curses that yes. are passed down, um, and be open and honest about not only just sex but mental health, because yes. mm-hmm. like you say, Nikki, there was a lot of times when you feel like I should have reached out, you know, yeah. mentally or just having that support system. A lot of these commoners, even some people do have support systems. Mm-hmm. um. But, but they still prefer not but to. they still yeah, they still have those regrets, and it seems like the ones that kind of have support system that still have regrets it's it's based off of like different behaviors of the child, but then mm-hmm. that goes back into one your connection with your child, your right. bond with your child and then right. mental health too because right. if your child is going through something, you it needs to, it it need to recognize yeah you right. need to recognize the signs and get it addressed there's a lot of times when people are afraid to seek out that therapy or you know that mental health, or are they simply don't know how to I, I just learned about therapy i'm telling you therapy i thought was a white person sport i didn't know that there's something that black people did when i reached out is I, I don't even know when i reached out to you i was getting out of a situation and I knew that I didn't wanna continue the cycles in my other relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, you know what? Let me see if there's therapy for this because mm-hmm. I wasn't even sure if people could go. And I know it wasn't all them, y'all. Trust me, I'm telling y'all I'm a motherfucker with it. So I knew that I had a lot of work to do, right? But I had to recognize that first. And then I had to be willing to do the work. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's almost like we have to consider i think it's a part of us we need to consider us first before we even try to bring anyone into the our world, world. Yeah. you know what i mean because you just going you're gonna it's just gonna be a constant cycle right. of trying to make something work that's not gonna work right. because you got so much work to do mm-hmm. you know with yourself so parenting is one of those things that even if you can't fully get ready for it, I feel like you should take certain steps right. to Definitely. make sure that, you know, the mental shit that's gonna come afterwards, that there is a support system to right. back you right. up. Right. 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 You know what I mean? And it's, some people just don't have anyone to talk to. Shit, call two one one. Yes. You know, talk to somebody. Cause there were nights I took Nunu, Nunu was probably maybe two weeks old, and she was crying, I didn't know what to do. Girl, I put her on my lap, and I was shaking the shit out of her. Didn't even realize it cause I was so checked out. I was just trying to make her shut the fuck up. Her dad had to wake up and he was like, Give me the baby. Hmm. Like, I was shaking the shit out of her. She was just crying, like, Why are you crying? You're dry, you're fed, you're burped, you know? And those things, they're not the baby of lives. You feel me? Like, how we think, Oh, so cute girl. <laughs> Listen, and she was so small, Shay. I could have gave her that shaking baby head thing. I probably wish she was crazy <laughs> now, so I give her some grace. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I gotta give her some praise. Yeah, Yeah. you just man, parenting is hard. It's yeah, zero stars, zero stars, (laughs) zero stars. But then my babies and I love them, and I'm gonna do it to the death of me. Yeah. But y'all, my kids know if we had to do this all over again, I'm. I was just gonna let my brothers and my sisters have them, you know. And I could be a wonderful auntie yeah I would be a very wonderful auntie but my I think now my kids think I'm cool a little bit well, they, they but thinking I'm cool they just feel like I don't have no time and my experience was the exact opposite like I didn't want kids for the longest and it was interesting because I want to say a couple of months before I met my husband is when I started like changing my mind about mm-hmm. having kids
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then we went seven years without having a child mm-hmm. and it, it, I wanted a child, like, really? so bad. And I was like, yeah, because I changed my mind. I was mm. like, I want one. Like, just give me one. I think I, re- I really want that. And then she just took her time, cut me a whole seven years, you know. And it was like, dang, now she here. Um, of course, you know I have my, I have, like I said I've had my mom Like okay, I need a break because I'm a full time mom, mm-hmm. and he leaves and he goes to work, and I do work a little bit on the side and stuff. But it's still everything just within the home, you know. Mm-hmm. So I have experienced that. Like okay, I need this break, and I think you know again it goes back to, you know, not feeling obligated. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these people they don't have that support system or mm-hmm. they just feel like it's an obligation, mm-hmm. right? And see, that's why we come around, Shay. And I know, remember, there's a week where we'll come in, like, every other day. Too. <laughs> so, that's because we want to support you without really telling you we want to support mm-hmm. you. I was like, nah, we, gotta get we got to get Shay at the house. I was like, Shay, you got to go walk in. Because yeah. that sun <laughs> is so important to it get is. after your kids. The fresh and air. The, air the like... fresh air. You know, the neutral environments. Right. Because it's just, you don't want to always want to be staring at a baby swing. You don't want to always be staring at all these pacifiers. like that shit makes you go dumb sometimes. And I just, I didn't want to let my friend go out like that. So yeah. it's like, you know, even though she has an amazing husband, yes. I love, that's my big brother. But it's something about parenthood that sets something off in you. I feel like chemically, mentally, social, like everything. Right. And
1: it's a, it's a drastic change. It's a drastic change. And if
0: you've got the people to come through and support you, take advantage because of it. If you don't, go to a park and talk to strangers. <laughs> Yo, <They're> listen, strangers? <laughs> they, they, they do. They some, some of the best, best listeners. listeners. But,
1: I mean, a lot of times we hear it takes a village, and so we think automatically it takes a village for the child, but mm-hmm. it takes a village, a village for brother. the adults, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely Let's takes definitely. a village to yeah. support the adults in
0: it. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. So if y'all got friends out there that y'all know just had a baby, you know, take check them. Some check in on your friends that are parents. Take yes. them some chocolate, you know, go buy yeah. them a vibrator. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah, uh, anything and to, you know, and all stimulate the blood <laughs> flow to make, you know, the brain work better. Yes. All right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. y'all, until the next episode, What? stay, stay uncensored.
1: uncensored.